five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of Culture Clash here on the Fandom Podcast Network. And have we got a show for you today? We've got some very special guests, but I can't do a Culture Clash alone, which means I need a co-host. And I can't think of anybody better than my brother from another mother, the co-founder of the Fandom Podcast Network, one Raider nerd himself, Mr. Kevin Reitzel. What is going on? I'm excited. Uh, we're, we're back with Culture Clash Live for the new year, and we've got some fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. Now, our last episode, Kevin, we kind of closed out the year that happened. But this this week, we have some special guests. We'll get to that in a minute. But our one of our main topics this week, too, is the year that is coming. We've got a lot of stuff coming ahead, Kevin. I'm calling 2023 our return to the movies because we actually have movies in the theater to go see for this year, which I am very excited about. And I know you are, too. Yeah, it's so funny. Last week, I was like trying to figure out, I, I want to go to the theater. I want to see what's out there. And uh, I finally uh, went out to see one. And we'll talk about that later. But uh, there, there's not a lot out there. So seeing what's on the menu, so to speak, this this season, uh, this year, I'm really excited. Well, Kevin, we all know that the movie you're most excited about is Cocaine Bear. But that's this is true. Obvious yeah. reason, Bought my reason, ticket already. But, but more importantly, as we kick off the show, we have some great guests here for to talk about something very special, Kevin. And I want to hand things over to you to do a proper introduction for our wonderful guests. Yes, we have some very special guests from Skywalking Through Never uh, Skywalking Through Neverland. Uh, also, of course, the Skywalking Network, and uh, they are very dear friends of ours. Uh, and I also, I, I also have to give them credit because they kind of gave me a little juice. Gave me a little bit of the, uh, how shall I say, podcasting bug. And uh, I am very, very excited to welcome Richard and Sarah Woluski. Welcome, guys. How are you? I'll be with you in one minute. I'm, I'm watching Cocaine Bear on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my goodness. Oh, yeah. Give me like an hour and a half, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, guys, um, to uh, Culture Clash Live. How are you, Richard Zara? We are doing good. Thank you so much for having us on. It's been too long since we've gotten to talk with you two or even seen you two. I think it's celebration back in May. We passed each other <laughs> across right. the big giant stadium. Right. right. I think Other we than that, to... it's been a while. Yeah, and then I think we podcasted, a, I want to say, a, a Marvel show, probably. Something like that, maybe. So, yeah. I think when Howard the Duck came out, we'd we podcast. That's how, <laughs> that's how long yes. it's been. <laughs> well, we are here to celebrate. First of all, Richard, happy birthday. You just had yes. a birthday the other happy day. Happy belated birthday. Well, thank you, thank you. Yes, and, uh, yes I did. And Another to celebrate one. your birthday, you decided to release a little labor of love. And that is called Rebel Spy Reject. Congratulations, man. How are you? Uh, it's it's finally done. It's finally, <laughs> finally, finally done. And I'm finally, so, uh, yeah. finally. What does that mean? 
Finally. <laughs> okay. Whenever we so, were going to Disneyland, I would say to Sarah, all right, I'm going to grab the camera. She's like, why? What do you, what do you want to shoot there again? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just going to bring it. You never maybe know. Maybe a change of clothes. Yeah. Maybe, but why, maybe a different outfit. Why are you bringing three wardrobe changes? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we need a, this special case. And first of all, thank you guys so much for coming on short notice. Uh, to celebrate this movie and we're going to dive into details but you know usually when you have a special occasion and kyle you know this as well that you feel like you should probably dress for it right mm-hmm. yeah i mean i, I yeah. went a little so nostalgia I, here I, that's I, right I you gotta start in, yeah, in the movie yeah. Yeah. so i i decided to uh you know if you're and if you're listening to this make sure you check out the youtube channel but i decided to bring uh, my uh no! my rebel spy <laughs> my no! rebel spy t-shirt right here that I got when I was uh, chosen as the rebel spy. Uh, so, oh. and, and, and I figure that's what, you know, we were going to discuss. So I thought I'd be ready. for it. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you been the rebel spy, Kevin? Only once, but you know, want to know something funny about it is that, okay. So first of all, just to go back in time a little bit, I actually remember, I don't know if you remember this or not, Richard, but you, uh, and uh, Sarah were very kind enough to meet me and my friend Kat at uh, Disneyland one time. Mm-hmm. And we actually went on star tours together. And of course you didn't get chosen at the time, but I had gotten chosen on my previous trip there. I think like the second time I was on it, but I, I did it in a way to where I was hoping to get noticed. And I wore one of those Boba Fett hoodies that you zipped up and you had like a little Boba Fett thing. And that got me, I guess, chosen as the rebel spy. And, uh, but, uh, you haven't had so much luck, unfortunately. <laughs> I've tried, I've tried the smiling face, the nonchalant face, the sad face, looking away face. I've tried holding a child in front of me and you guys get the parents saying, put my child down, please, sir. I tried everything. Now, right well, now you're telling me that you're a rebel spy. This, this kind of feels like Jerry Springer. You're spying <laughs> on me. What is the mess? I thought we were did, closer friends, Kevin. <laughs> I did pull down all the chairs, so there'll be no chairs flying across the podcast. I love this classic picture of you with your Poe Dameron jacket on there, and you're uh, sitting right next to the Rebel Spy t-shirt. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you check out the YouTube video and you look a little dejected there. So I, you know, what's fun about this though, Richard, is that you have, you have, uh, you've been the butt of a lot of jokes with your friends and, uh, but you've, you've, you've taken it really, really well. And not only have you taken it really, really well and had a great, great attitude towards it, you decided to make a film about it. So I want to, sh- I want you to take us back in time and Sarah, feel free to jump in here because I, you're right with them this whole time and you're with them a lot more than we've seen on social media. So start from the beginning. Where did you decide to, I, you know what? I need to release some, some feelings here. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of feels like therapy now. Yeah. <laughs> it's about 2018 and we're seven years into the reboot of Star Tours. Where on this on this reboot, they have this special thing where you can become part of the ride. It's very, very immersive because you get to be the rebel spy. So they you're picked and Yoda or Admiral Akbar or Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, they refer to you because you're the rebel spy. You're the chosen one. And it's so cool when you are chosen and you get like little chills when they talk to you. I like wouldn't Princess know. Leia. 
I wouldn't know, okay? And they put your picture up on the they ride. They put your picture up on and, and within the attraction. So now yep. you're part of the Star Wars adventure. I thought in the beginning, wow, this is cool. I can't wait until this happens to me. We're here three times a week. This is going to happen at least twice a week for me. Yeah, it, It's got to. Well, cut to seven years later, 2018, and it still hasn't been me. Sarah? At this point, it had been maybe five six, times, yeah. six times. Mm-hmm. What and, are you uh, doing differently, Sarah, to get chosen? What are you doing? What is your secret? I'm cute. <laughs> I also have been like Rebel Spy over on the East and West Coast. And when I was on the East Coast, it was wow. for Star Wars weekends. And I was dressed as Jedi Tink one time. So oh. I was all dressed up. Uh, yeah. One time she going. and Trisha were yes. both. Both chosen at the same time. Yeah, like both half of <laughs> each of us. That's why in the film you see that she said that I was I was chosen eight and a half times. Yeah, that part is real. She was chosen a half a time mm-hmm. to my well, none. Well, your film uh, Rebel Spy Reject it is now on YouTube and it's it's on the Skywalking Network YouTube channel. Correct. Yes. Correct. You yeah. just search Skywalking through Neverland. And that's yeah. The and it is it is nine minutes of laugh out loud fun. Uh, <laughs> you, you should you guys should be very, very proud of yourselves. So. So when did you realize you're like, I got to document this and do something with it? I, you know, I, between me and Sarah, my friend Dave Scale, we just started throwing it around. It wouldn't it be. Well, it was probably Dave Scale who, who was like, you should make a short film because you have made short films before. And one of them was called duck duck in which a guy never gets picked for duck, duck goose. He never gets <laughs> goose. And so it's kind of the same thing. And what is it like a two or three minute, yeah, short a three film, minute little short film with a repeated joke. It's hilarious. And what this guy, and he's like 25. Yeah. And he's never been picked. And his life is just an agony because he was never yeah. picked for duck, duck goose. Yeah. So we thought, wouldn't it be funny if we did something along those same lines where I was never chosen to be the rebel spy because it mirrors life. So let's bring the camera in every once in a while. We'll shoot some footage. And as you're shooting footage, the plot evolves or devolves. And we shot this big ending during the pandemic. And then when the pandemic loosened up and people weren't, they they didn't have to wear masks anymore. That changed. So... It was too kind of too dated to do that. So we thought, okay, let's think of another, a fourth ending. And right. it just kept on going from there. It's like, what, who, who could be the, the culprit? So, oh, Like why has Richard never yeah. been the rebel spy? And that kind of so, became the driving force behind this. Video. So what kind of tricks were you trying to do to get the attention of whoever picks or whatever picks? Because, I got a picture of you here, even dressing up as a pilot, a rebel pilot. Yeah, that that, that's, that's me as too much makeup, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were over at Galaxy's Edge for for Life Day. They had a big Life Day celebration in 2019, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know what would be really cool? Let's go on Star Tours. Let's let's see if I'm picked. If I'm not picked today, it's never going to happen. So here I am, just full of full of hope. Look at that 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 young that young hopeful look in my face. Twenty nineteen. I, I am so I'm so looking forward to this because this is the day I'm going to be chosen. Nothing can stop me now. And they picked this little kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I just rejected. I tried the birthday routine. I tried that on my birthday in 2018, 2019, whatever it was. And I've tried just so many different ways. Yeah, so- you tried the birthday pin uh, angle, which I thought would be like a no-brainer win there. Uh, you would think so because when when you're when you're seated, that's when they kind of pick 
the yeah. rebel spy. Who who is it gonna be? So I got the button and I'm kind of like doing one of these, kind of doing like doing like one of these. Hey everyone, guess what today is? <laughs> yeah. Hi everyone. Hi. And we even seen like... how they pick it too. They you know like you can watch the car like the second car you can, you can in front the, of you. The cast member cho choosing someone. Yeah. And not your not your car, but like the car next to you, you can kind of see them choose. And you're like, okay, well, and so it's not random. Like a cast member does actually choose one of the pictures. I think at now at this point they get a picture of me. It's like just don't exactly. choose this guy. Yeah, I think I think in the in the break room there's a big picture of you, Richard. Saying, <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then when when we flew over to Hollywood Studios, like circa what 2019, we got some of the Skywalkers together. There you go. Kyle was there. There's, yep. there's the Amanda Villians. There's Matt Clifton, David Motters, and a mystery girl. And we said, hey, let's let's shoot a little something over here. At this time, we were just shooting random things. We yeah. had, there was no story to it yet. It was just the whole theme of me never being Rebel Spy, me being hopeful, me being dejected once again. I thought, okay, we, we can cut this together somehow. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm honored to be part of the movie, and it it, it it was great to be there. And I was we were hopeful for you. We we thought you know Galaxy's Edge here in Orlando, new, new, new chance. And we, the truth of it is, we all had a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you didn't hold back on that feeling either. Uh, I, I can tell so you, I, I picked the right support group, Kyle. So wait. <laughs> One of the things I want to ask you, Richard, is in the in the movie, there's a scene where because you you filmed yourself like when they're getting ready to announce who the spy is, and then like it didn't work one day, or and, like you felt like it could have been you, and then there was like no one on the screen. Is that true? Yeah, that happened. Uh, that was yeah because like the star speeder had like four people inside of it. I thought, uh, okay, really I've, night, I've right? got a twenty five percent chance of this being me. So we were shooting the screen. But this is now this is be, this is going to be the ending right yeah. here. I am the rebel spy. Uh huh. And and he took a picture of a seat. They had technical difficulties. Nothing. No one, no, no one, one was, was the, the rebel, rebel spy. spy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so mad. Oh so my that god, is real. Yeah. Uh, so um, a lot of this stuff is based on real incidents. So so what tell tell us then like now you're in the in like how how long did it take you to you know start gathering all this footage and obviously you know you start when you went to uh the one in Orlando you you had an idea you were doing something there so you know and did did you know kind of like where you wanted to take it towards the end or nope. were you still waiting to be chosen nope. because you wanted that ending well i i it didn't really come together until like a month before celebration this year Okay. That's right. Celebrate a uh, celebration 2022. I thought, oh, wouldn't it be really fun if we got all got all this in all this footage together and we can show it at celebration? But then Sarah was like, you know, we got a book. We have a book we want to <laughs> really uh, push we at celebration. We got to re re release it at celebration. So why don't we just do that? Put it on the back and don't part. worry about the short film right now. So I, I I was really gearing up to have it be released at celebration. But uh, and that's when I all the ideas just started clicking. I started having uh, talking to everyone like what what could be the ending? What who who could be the culprit? What what's going on here? Because the original cut was like four minutes, but it was the same joke again and again and again and again. And there was, was no like through line or, or gotcha, plot really. Gotcha. Or yeah. I think it was before celebration. You actually sat down and like wrote out kind of a script. Yeah, almost. like an outline. An outline. Yeah. I thought, okay, this let's really structure this out. And I have a couple uh, of screenwriting friends who's like, ooh, 
came up with the idea. like, well, we need to see like, some kind of a character arc for you. Why do we care about you? If you, you want to be a rebel spy, well, so what? Who who are you? I thought, oh, okay, let's do some more scenes. And he said, you know, give yourself a pep talk. And, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be in bed and really, really depressed because I'm never being chosen. Yeah. So I just started evolving and evolving. I'm glad you brought that up, Richard, because Sarah, I want to ask you a question. One of the funniest moments in this movie is when Richard's in bed, he's sulking, he's feeling sad. And you're, you're saying, do you want to go to Disneyland? So I know that you had a lot of moments with Richard where he's probably seriously you know, upset that this isn't happening. Tell me about that evolution. And was there any particular moments that stood out to you where you really felt bad for Richard? Every well, I, I'm hoping every time. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, it's funny because I think one time you almost got chosen, and we're like, "Oh no, you can't get chosen now. We got to put out this film before you get chosen." Like, yeah. So well, secretly, I was like, "Don't pick me." Yeah, don't, don't, me. Pick, don't pick. Yeah. Me. Don't so pick after me. a while, it's like, "Don't pick me." Otherwise, you're gonna wait, wait. mess up the whole thing. So are we saying there was a Star Tours ban for a while because you couldn't oh, have no. that happen? <laughs> no, we'd still go. We'd still go. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it was just, it was interesting. Then we'd go to Disneyland. Sarah would be like, hey, do you want to go on Star Tours? Like, no. No. <laughs> At did this you, point. Did you consider bribery? <laughs> we we had gone with other Skywalkers, and they're telling the, the cast members, oh, you got to pick this guy over here. It's like, no, 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 no. It's got to happen organically. Mm -hmm. I, if someone organic. just tells them to pick me, and they pick me, that's... I want I want it to happen naturally. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. So if someone does resort to bribery, they're just not going to tell you then, right? Basically, <laughs> well, I will say that I felt bad whenever I was picked again. Again, yeah. So then I'd be like, "Oh yay! Oh sorry." sorry. So <laughs> did, how did you just buy one T-shirt, Sarah, or do you buy? Did you buy like eight of them? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I got a I got a pin. I got a pin, not the T-shirt, okay. but yeah. <laughs> And I might have walked by the, that big rack of T-shirts on the Rebel Spy. It's like, nope, not today. And now well, they don't have those anymore. I, don't I know. Yeah, they don't Go ahead. I was just going to say, sir, did you at least try to buy half a T-shirt for the one? <laughs> <laughs> she, she bought more of the halter top. Yeah, there you well, go. One, that would have been fun. One thing... Uh, Richard and Sarah that you guys have done and you've been kind of the, the mold when it comes to uh, how I think that when you do a network, you create a culture of wonderful people around it. And you guys have done that with Skywalking Through Neverland. You guys welcomed me and welcomed Kyle in. And you have had a lot of support with this project. I was wondering if you can kind of go into that a little bit. Yeah, I would reach out to people and say, hey, have you been Rebel Spy? They're like, yeah, I was Rebel Spy 15 times, Rich. It's like, ah. All right, well, make a little video and tell me that and make make these little videos and just send them on in. And I'll try to figure out a way to put it all together. Now, a little side note, I'm now currently working on Rebel Spy Reject, the special edition. <laughs> so Nice. Yeah, so there's a couple of little tweaks I want to do and uh, maybe add some more voices in there just to add more clutter and more just have it, have it be a driving wall of sound of people just throwing at me they've been rebel spy so if you want to send a video in go ahead wait, wait. was that that patreon i saw for digital job of the hut <laughs> <laughs> no but it, 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 it is now <laughs> nice so what, you know, uh, what projects are never done they're just they're they're abandoned they're never done so this was released on your birthday uh was it, that was yesterday right yep 
Okay. So what kind, I know it's been a, a quick 24 hours for you. What, what's the response been like so far? Very positive. People are, are saying that they, they laughed out loud during very, very many moments in this. And one person said better than any Star Wars film they've seen since Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that, but I appreciate their sentiment. And no one, no one has had a very, or any kind of critical thing to say, which, you know what, if, if someone did have a critical thing, I would hope they would post it because I want to hear people's reactions. But so far it's been getting very good word of mouth. People are sharing it and people are saying, yeah, I've been rebel spy too. Or some people will even say, yeah, I've never been rebel spy either. And I'll ask yeah. them, well, how long, how many times have you been to Disneyland in the last uh, 12 years? Oh, three times. Like, well, all right then. And, you know, <laughs> I, I appreciate it, but you know what? When you, when you, when you're there three times a week for the last 12 years, then you then we're on the same plane. <laughs> yeah. Right and, but you know, it's interesting too. What I like about our Disneyland in California is that, uh, is how it's situated and that you can spend almost an, an entire day in Tomorrowland and, and keep going on that ride. And then you head up North a little bit and you, you go to galaxy's edge. But it's, what's really cool about that though, is that it's given you guys a chance to probably spend a lot of time there and go on more than once. Because if anyone who doesn't live in the area and has to make a special trip, they try to go on it more than once, especially to see the different scenarios playing yeah. through the star tour. So I got to ask you, which scenario is your favorite? And which one do you just go, uh, or do you uh, like them all? <laughs> well, I love the Naboo ending. I think it gets mm. the largest gasps because yeah. you end, um, you're like flying on the water and you end in this hangar where all of a sudden the like the tail of the N1 starfighter. Yeah, get crashes into your that's a good one into your yeah. cockpit yeah. and you're everyone's like, whoa. And it's like the best 3D, I think. So yeah. that's my favorite ending. Um, and I think um, Princess Leia or Yoda, when they come on and, you know, say, hey, you have the Rebel Spy on board, they make me cry, both of them. Yeah. I love the walkers. I love anything yeah. having to do with the walkers because yeah. ever since The Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980, it's like, oh, I want to do that so bad. And now you can. Now you're on the Star Speeder and you're, and you're flying through the legs of all these giant walkers. And Are you talking about The Last Jedi one? There's The Last Jedi and, and the, there's the actual... Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 cool Empire. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, it's go ahead, Kyle. I, well, I just wanted to say to Richard, I do have empathy for you because as an annual former annual pass holder, I kind of mine kind of went with COVID. I am going to get it back, but I have too never been the Rebel Spy. I mean, I have the attempts of <laughs> oh, you. There you go. Having an annual pass, <laughs> annual pass holder, I have had multiple attempts and not been the annual been the annual Rebel Spy or anything like that. But I do have a suggestion for you. Something I don't know if you tried or not, because it's worked for Kevin to get on national television with ESPN in his Mandalorian Raider costume. You need a Grogu. <laughs> you need to bring a Grogu onto Star Tours with you. That's uh, even if you have to just hang him around your neck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Put him in a papoose like thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring Grogu's, okay. I'll bring Ewoks, Quackian uh, monkeys, whatever it takes. I'll um, do I, one last question for you. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you are chosen the rebel spy. Which of the rebel leaders do you want them to, uh, to you know, address you with? Which one do you like the best? Uh, good question. I'm going to go with Lando. 
Yeah. Really? Lando Calrissian, yes. Nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. Or Admiral Akbar, or Yoda, or Princess Leia. Gotcha. <laughs> what gotcha. about Maz Kanata? Or Maz Kanata. Any one of them would be fine. That's All of those would be my number one answer. Well, you you guys should be proud of this. It is so it, literally it has made me laugh out loud. It was so much yeah. fun to watch. And, it was so uh, much fun, so much fun to put together. And uh, literally, after we finished writing our book today in Star Wars history, parts one and two, I went straight into this, and I would work a- around the clock working on this. And there's like little edits that you would never notice, but for me, those little sound edits, I've got mm-hmm. to got to make perfect or something I want to make imperfect because I want it to feel like a real documentary edit. I couldn't have it polished too much. So there's a lot of herky jerky edits that would give you the feeling that it is a real documentary. Lighting's not perfect. Something doesn't match over here. Well, well it, you it's should, an amazing you edit. Be, so super proud. <laughs> yeah, you should be very, very proud of yourself. And uh I'm looking forward to uh you know another chapter in rebel spy reject and where you are actually chosen uh but you know you just mentioned something about a couple of books you put out there uh <laughs> well. richard and i was wondering if you could just give us a little background on these and uh you should be very proud because you're an author here and you've been working very very hard on these yes i've been writing these since before sarah was born today <laughs> in star wars history part one and two yeah, so I've been writing down dates. I would get Monster Magazines or People Magazine or Starlog. And just whenever there was a date in there, for some reason, no reason in particular, I would just write it down. And this list became bigger and bigger and bigger until I could really catalog them on a computer and really organize them and make them a little bit more full. And then I and we have several author friends who have been on Skywalking Through Neverland and they would always say, Rich, you can put these out as a book, these these ideas, this this concept. It's like, I wasn't until now. Now it was just a fun hobby, but sure, I'm doing all this research. Let's really have a count for something. So I was really working hard and making sure that every single thing in there is factual. So like, the, what are the kind of the dates you'd collect? Like, like birthdays, birthdays right? Birthdays, movie premieres announcements, TV shows, production dates, every single episode of Clone Wars, Rebels, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Andor, Tales of the Jedi, anything they had to have would have episodes. I would, I would write uh, summaries down. I know these are things you can find in like, uh, I think StarWars.com has got things, but they're very small, but I wanted things that really fleshed out the full Story, so you could say, "Oh, I remember this. I remember this uh, plot in a, in this episode here." But I never knew what episode uh, blue shadow virus. What happened in that one? Oh, I remember this now because it's all laid out right there. Yeah. What uh, what what was the challenging part of this? Because you've been doing it f- like probably <laughs> when you're obviously you said very young. So what what was it about keeping track of the Star Wars history that appealed to you and saying, you know, I. I might need to know this later. Is this to like win at trivia or what what was it that made you want to do it? Because back in the seventies and early eighties, there wasn't that much star Wars merchandise back then. It was a lot, but there wasn't like today you can't walk five minutes into a store without seeing 18 types and varieties of merchandise back then. Not so much. So I was 
really creating my own merchandise by just writing down not just history, but oh, there's Mark Hamill's middle name. Let me write that down. Harrison Ford was in Force 10 from Navarone. Oh, let me write this down. So I would just pluck all the information out of an article and just catalog it for, for no reason, no reason whatsoever. I just, because there was just so little out there, I just wanted to create more and more. And I didn't want, I didn't want to forget these little details. I, I had to assume that there was so much that it probably a lot of it didn't make the book. Is this true? Or did you, were you able to get in as pretty much of what you wanted? Well, <laughs> yeah, we actually, for, for being cost effective, like if you get over a certain page amount, you know, it becomes the next level up in cost and price uh -huh. for, you know, you guys. So we had to keep it at a certain amount. So Richard, you uh -huh. did have to like take out some for this first iteration. Um, and also, you know, things are always updating every year, like new, new TV Disney plus TV shows or... are coming out. So like this year, our focus is to create a Kindle book version of this, oh, which is going nice. to include a lot of the things you can't print because it doesn't matter how many pages a Kindle has, but also we're going to make it very interactive as well. Any um, chance of uh, of an audio book? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> January 1st, 1947. Yeah. I, <laughs> itself. Yeah. I mean, I know we're podcasters and it would kind of make sense, but yeah, it's not a very it's it's much it's much more of a resource book. So we do we did create an index for it. it took like a nice. week for each book to create these indexes. So you can look up a name, a Star Wars name or a, a date, a date TV or show, something episode title and, and find that within the book. Um and that's been super helpful. Like we have some fans even in Spain who were like writing to us saying, Oh my God, I use this as a resource all the time. And that's what I really what? wanted. Something as a, as a reference book that you could go in there and go, okay, these aren't just little bits of information that was plucked out of a website somewhere, but a lot of stuff here that I actually attended myself, like celebration zero back in 1987, I was there. So I can write about this kind of stuff in First-hand in, first information because I was there. We talked to a lot of people, uh, a lot of guests on, on Skywalking Through Neverland. So I'll take those little quotes and put them in the book be, and little little bits of information you're not going to find anywhere else. Right. Yeah, and like, that's what I really, really wanted. Like David that's Lozano awesome. says, it's a great source for obscure Star Wars trivia. Yeah, thank and you, it, David. It really, it really is too because being a hardcore fan for 45 years, I learned so much more about <laughs> Star Wars just from doing – extensive research day in and day out. Oh, I never knew this. And if I didn't know it, I'm going to put it in the book because chances are someone else might not have known this little nugget of information. Well, I'm waiting for the addendum in when, when we hit March 25th, 2040, Richard finally becomes the rebel spy. <laughs> you know something I don't? <laughs> nice. Well, speaking of uh, guys, make sure you go check out on YouTube Rebel Spy Reject. Uh, check out uh, uh, your guys' uh, uh, network there and uh, YouTube channel, um, Skywalking Network. Uh, you guys should be very, very proud. I'm proud of you guys. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And I just wanted to uh, give you guys a chance to uh, you know, say any last things uh, about Rebel Spy Reject. I'm glad it's done. <laughs> I'm glad I, I can I can move on. But once again, that that the special edition is coming, hopefully for WonderCon. Oh yes, in, this year in March. March, yeah. Awesome. Let me see a, a, yeah. Whole, a whole new cut wow. there. And 
Got to give a, a big a big hand to to Sarah who did all these special fun graphics. Yay. <laughs> and I say, hey Sarah, what are you doing tonight? Can you do make can you do make, make these uh, more these, these graphics over here that I really right. needed? Right. And a friend of mine, Marco Gushwitz, who was once my Talking Apes uh, co-host, he did all the the Rex flashing eyes. Yeah. I really nice. wanted something to to kind of give you a, a hint at what's to come the the culprit who's the culprit behind all this he's really well yeah. i i stayed through the end of the credits and there's a lot of names i recognized and so it was <laughs> it was it was nice to see a lot of the people i know and part of you of course that are part of your skywalking family uh, uh help you with it so that's great congratulations guys yeah, well done absolutely thank you so much oh, thank, now, thank before, you before we let you go um we just wanted to ask you quickly what are you guys looking forward to most in 2023 when it comes to fandom, whether, you know, movies, TV series, or maybe something else? Uh, let me see. I mean, for, why did this? Oh, it, I mean, Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny, yeah. I would say <laughs> I'm very excited for, they did a really good job hyping it up at D23 Expo specifically. We got to mm. see, um, we were in that movies panel and we got to see the, um, what is it? The trailer that they showed us and Ooh. Harrison Ford on stage <laughs> and, and also Phoebe Waller-Bridge and the way that Harrison Ford talked about Phoebe Waller-Bridge was very heartening. Like I think she's going to have a really interesting role uh. and I'm very excited for this film. Oh, that's cool. to see Han Solo and L337. Yeah. In, in yeah. <laughs> what about you, Richard? What are you looking forward to most uh, in uh, fandom in 2023? I'm looking forward to Indiana Jones, but you took that one. So I'll, I'll go with Ahsoka. Mm. I can't wait for that series to come on because we, we've been waiting for this since 2018 when Star Wars Rebels wrapped up. It's like, okay, Ezra and Thrawn are out there what's going on and now yeah. ahsoka and and sabine have got to go out looking for them where are they and will thrawn show up in live action yeah and uh, now and now take this is like a spin-off from rebels i'm so excited to see the story continue I'm very very excited about ahsoka i'm after yesterday the mandalorian season three trailer was released and with all, oh, so much new uh, footage we hadn't seen yet i can't wait for that we have Skeleton Crew coming out at some point. <laughs> what Law. is that? We don't know. It's Goonies in space, but not really for kids. I I, I don't know. I'm excited and, for it. And one last, let our viewers listeners know what is happening on the Skywalking Network. What is happening on the Skywalking Network? Is that what you said? Yeah. What do you guys got going on? What do you guys got well, this on? week? Last week, we had details on the show. He played a troll in Willow, and we were so excited. And we were going to ask him like two or three questions about that. But he gave us so much great behind-the-scenes stories that were very exclusive because he hadn't told them anywhere else. And that's on the making of Willow. We did a whole episode on that. So we were in, intent, intending to have him on to break down another issue of the Star Wars Marvel comics. That's what we, every, once a month, we'll break down one of the classic Marvel Star Wars comics from the 70s and 80s. And right now we're on issue number 40, where this is, Marvel is now doing the adaptation to The Empire Strikes Back. So we have D. Uh. So the three of us, me, Sarah, and D, are all breaking down the <laughs> second issue of The Empire Strikes Back. Is that the one with the Millennium Falcon on the cover? No, this is the one with the with Luke 
with it with, with in front of his crash snowspeeder with a lightsaber taking on three uh, adats. The three yeah. adats are on the yeah. Yeah. An orange yeah. background to it. Yes. One of the first comic books yeah. I ever owned. This wow. One. Yeah. yeah, the the one yeah. with the Falcon is is one of my favorite comic book covers of all time. That is a great I just love the way the, the Falcon looks in that. So that's well, that's awesome, next guys. One nice yes it's really fun going through this because sarah has never read these comics before and yeah i haven't really read them since 1980 so it's great going back and then just seeing it's like hey wait a minute i wonder if they pulled this name or <laughs> reference to use in the future star wars films and yeah. and I, i've heard from some lucasfilm people that yeah they do go back in those old comics because the story's right there so why not pull yeah. some of these elements to use in the film so during the breakdown, like we'll point them out. Oh, this is uh, we bet this is what happened in the Last Jedi when this happened. The whole hyperspace uh, 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 tracking. It's like, oh, wait oh. a minute. They, oh yeah, they mentioned that ah, in one of these one of these yeah. issues. So I wonder if that happened. And yeah. too yeah. Many, there's too many close coincidences where I know they had gone through some of these issues and plucked some of the story details. But I do have to say also, if you guys are, if any of your listeners are interested in The Bad Batch, we did a review of the first two episodes of The Bad Batch. And also we shared some behind the scenes info that we learned from talking with D. Bradley Baker, who's the voice of The Bad Batch. Awesome. And, and Michelle Eng, who is the Yay! voice of Omega. And she is like delightful. Oh. And so, yeah, make sure. And of course, the creators, Brad Rao and Jennifer Corbett as well. So if you want like a full, fully fledged episode and get yourself really excited for the Bad Batch, that's episode 401, I want to say. I believe so, yeah. yes. Nice. After nine years of podcasting, <laughs> where we get to be invited to a lot of press screenings and press events, so we get to share a lot of that. Roundtables, yeah. A lot of that audio with the listeners. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Congratulations, guys. And, uh, Richard, I'm looking forward to the day where I can see you in one of these shirts. Maybe you and I can take a picture together. That would be great. So uh, looking forward to celebrating that. And congratulations again on Rebel Spy Reject. Well, thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you, Kyle, for making an appearance in the film. And thank oh, you for letting was... us come on and doing this little therapy session. <laughs> <sighs> well, thank and you for letting out, me be... breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Thank you for letting me be part of it. It was It was great to see you guys and... That was a that was a fun time at Galaxy's Edge, and hopefully the next time that'll be it. That'll be the time. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, cross your fingers. I'll cross my fingers. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys, go check out YouTube Rebel Spy Reject. Richard and Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the Fandom Podcast Network Culture Clash Live. Well, thank you very much. We couldn't be more proud of you there, Kevin. Look at you. I know. From a listener all the way to a podcaster. Amazing I network. I listen to all your Star Trek shows. Woo! Yay! Yay. <laughs> you're doing you're you're doing the the Lord's work over there. Well, I uh, thank you guys for uh, thank you, you guys. Know, allowing me to dip my toe in that podcast water. So thank you. <laughs> then I just grabbed him and pulled him in. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we will talk soon. All right. Never land on all run. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was awesome, Kyle. That was so, so cool to have uh, Richard oh, that and Sarah on. That, and, and like I said, guys, go check out Rebel Spy Reject. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We have the, the link will be in the notes of the show. And I put it in the chat for those of you who've been ch chatting with us. So go check it out. It was a ton of fun. I was honored to be a small part of that. Um, my Razzie award is in the mail from, from what I've been told. Um, so we'll see, but Kevin, we get, we aren't done with this show. We're going to take a quick break, but before,
when we come back, it's time to talk about what we are looking forward to in 2023 and talk yes. about some of the things that are coming because it's a packed year. Yes, looking forward to it. But first, here's what is going on around the Fandom Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Here are the other great shows on the Fandom Podcast Network. Culture Clash, where we discuss the latest in entertainment and pop culture. Blood of Kings, our show covering the entire Highlander universe. Couch Potato Theater, we celebrate our favorite movies. And Time Warp, our fandom flashback show discussing a year in movies and our favorite retro movie, TV, and pop culture topics. Good evening, discussing all things Alfred Hitchcock. Hair Metal Podcast, we cover the rock metal music of the 80s and early 90s. Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, discussing the time-traveling Doctor Who universe. Lethal Mullet, an action film podcast, covering the 80s, 90s, and beyond. Also, check out the Lethal Mullet Network for more great podcasts. What a Piece of Junk, our Star Wars podcast. Making Treks, a Star Trek podcast, with a deep dive into the final frontier. The Fandom Show, our Fandom Podcast Network live YouTube show discussing the hottest topics in fandom. The True Believers MCU podcast, discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. Union Federation, our Star Trek and the Orville show. And we're proud to welcome the BQN Network to the Fandom Podcast Network. Please visit our friends on the BQN Network, a Star Trek Universe podcast that also includes your favorite topics, movies, history, superheroes, and more. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on YouTube. The Fandom Podcast Network is also on all major podcast platforms. Fandom Podcast Network audio master feed is on Podbean at fpnet.podbean.com. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, respect others and enjoy your fandom. And we are back, and hopefully we're making this podcast to feed your ears out there. There's a lot going on in fandom. But you know what, Kevin? Actually, it's been, I, I got to say something here, a little confession. It's been kind of nice. We've had a little bit of a break finally for a few weeks. We've had either a Star Trek show or a Marvel thing or a Star Wars thing. And we, it's it's kind of calmed down for us, but I think come February, it's going to pick back up again. Yeah, it is. It is. And, but it, it has been nice to kind of just, you know, sit back a little bit. But I think you and I were talking the other day. We were like, we were kind of urgent to get back to the movies again, you know? Yeah, and, well. I kind of just made, I kind of made myself because I'd seen Avatar twice. That was the one I wanted to see. And I'm really happy I did. And I liked Avatar. Uh, but I really wanted to get back into the theater and and just see a fun movie, you know, and, and we'll get into more of that later. And so I'm, that's why I'm really excited to talk about what's happening next. 2023 and look ahead in fandom. Yeah. And, you know, I, we've talked about this off mic, Kevin. Um, we both feel like 2023 is kind of the year we're going to finally be able to get back into the theaters and feel comfortable, feel good about it being back in a group of things. We've got a lot of interesting films coming out um, I, and some actors who are going to have very big years um, to us. So I, I, I am excited, but I got a list here, Kevin, not only of movies, but of TV shows that are coming out in 2023. Um, sh sh should we start with the movies of 2023, my friend? Yeah, yeah, well, something's out now, right? We got some stuff that's in the theater currently, right? Yeah, exactly. So let's kick it off with well, what we did was I've, I kind of went through a list. I kind of highlighted some of the films that are kind of fandom esque or things that we might be interested in. Obviously, there's a lot more, but we, you know, we wanted to kind of hit some of the high notes for us. And let's start with January because kind of hitting the rewind button on January. 
January 6th, Megan came out, Kevin. Um, Bloomhouse at it again? <laughs> yeah, and I got an update with that. My wife saw it. Uh, I was kind of on the fence. I didn't see it. Uh, and because she's a big horror fan. She loves horror mm -hmm. movies. And this one is getting a lot of buzz. It's getting really good reviews. Uh, and she liked it, but she thought that the PG-13 rating held it back a little bit of maybe some really good horror moments. But she did enjoy it. Now, I was making for me, Kevin, and kind of as a flashback to a great 80s film, cult classic, Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend. And, of course, Chucky. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Now, next up, my, maybe not kind of a fandom film, but it's somebody we all love. Tom Hanks has a new film out called A Man Called Otto, Kevin. Yeah, I was looking at that. I, it looks like a fun movie. But another one, we get a little action out in January, too. And I, I think we're going to pause on this one because Plane came out, Kevin. Not, not, not by plane, not airplane, but plane. <laughs> I needed an action film. I saw Plane. I'll give my review at the end of the show. Also, uh, coming out on Amazon Prime, Shotgun Wedding. We have um, Jennifer Lopez teaming up with um, Josh Dumel for a little romantic comedy fun, Kevin. We know you I saw the trailer for that. That looks fun. I'm going to check that out. In February, we've got a new M. Night Shyamalan film starring Dave Bautista, Knock at the Cabin. The trailers have been in high gear for this in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this. Um, Another rom-com, because I pull these for you on occasionally, starring Reese Witherspoon, Steve Zahn, um, Austin Kutcher. We have Your Place or Mine on Netflix. And, of course, I think the first really true blockbuster film of 2023, February 17th, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. But if it's not that, it's the following week, because on February 24th, Cocaine Bear <laughs> premieres in the theaters. <laughs> Raise your hand if you kind of want to see Cocaine Bear. <laughs> in right, March, we got in March. In March, we continue the year of Jonathan Majors as Creed 3 comes out, followed up by Scream 6. And then, of course, the moved around plenty of times and um, not sure what to make of DC films at this point, but Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Kevin, the next one I'm just going to let you talk about. Oh, man. Yeah. John Wick Chapter 4. I am so excited for this. I love John Wick. We have John Wick because of me. I saved John Wick by getting out on social media uh, and telling people to go see the movie, and they did. And uh, I also would like to say, if you're going to see John Wick, be prepared to hashtag suit up for Wick. Show up in a nice suit. Suit up for Wick. Go see John Wick 4. How is your tailor coming with your new tactical suit, by the way? Oh, uh, you know what? It needs a little bit of adjusting, especially in the buttocks area. Yeah. Kevlar. Kevlar is not kind of <laughs> hard to work with sometimes. <laughs> a movie that I think I'm hoping, if nothing else, it might not be good, but I'm really hoping it's fun, is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which comes out March 31st. Like I said, don't know if it's going to be good, but it could be fun. We'll see. April, the movie Kevin has been waiting his entire life for, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, but no John Leguizamo this time, Kevin. Uh, I am not excited about this film yet, Kyle, because nothing can beat uh, the original 90s uh, Super Mario Brothers film with John Leguizamo, uh, which is awesome. I don't care what people say. <laughs> Next up, Kevin, we have a movie where Nick Cage is definitely Nick Caging it up, I think, and that's Reinfeld. 
Renfeld. Renfeld. Is oh, it yeah, Renfield? Renfeld. Renfield, Renfield, yes. Renfeld. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Oh my god. Uh, are we getting a new like renaissance of Cage in theaters instead of direct-to-video? I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. One that's interesting, Evil Dead Rises, April 21st, Kevin. Um, That trailer looks scary. Aaron yeah. liked it. She's, she's curious about it. We roll around to May, a movie I am very excited for, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, James Gunn's Swang Song in the Marvel Universe, and the last of this iteration of Guardians of the Galaxy. Really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a great farewell for this iteration of Guardians of the Galaxy. Kevin, it's time to get Fast and Furious again. Fast 10 hits March or May 19th. Uh, now, they've already been in space. What's next? I don't know, but I'm going to go see it. I don't care how silly this series get. I'm going to go and see the next Fast movie. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the Fast movie that Christopher Lloyd is in, and he tells him about 88 miles per hour. I'm waiting for the Fast movie to where they go back down to ground and we get a Cannonball Run-esque Fast movie. <laughs> there, there we go. Um, May 26th, the live-action version of The Little Mermaid hits from Disney. But Kevin, June might be the month. June might be the big month of the year because it kicks off with maybe one of the most anticipated movies of the year, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, June 2nd. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Part 1? There's going to be a, yeah. another part? Wow. Yeah, okay. there's, there's two parts. A movie that got me really excited based off of its trailer, Transformers Rise of the Beast, June 9th. Disney Pixar's latest film, Elemental, June 16th. Maybe the most controversial film of the year. The Flash comes out June 23rd. Mm. And then finally, Kevin's going to break out his fedora, his bullet. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny June 30th. Indiana Jones, baby. So excited for this. We roll around in July, and this is a series, Kevin. I think it's up to like 10 films already, and I can't. I'm kind of sh was shocked when I saw this. The Insidious franchise comes back with Insidious Fear of the Dark. Now, I got to say, Patrick Wilson's got a good career going out of this. Yeah, you, when you got a franchise, stick with it, right? <laughs> Surprised he's not dead yet. <laughs> or, I don't know. Well, so, speaking of dead, um, that's apparently how Tom Cruise is going to get out of Mission Impossible films because this might be the blockbuster movie of the summer. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Um, I think it's in his contract. He has to die during a stunt. That's how he's going to leave this earthly plane. We now, okay, so this has been a fantastic franchise for him, but just, it's it's kind of like basically our American James Bond when you think about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, that, that of course, and um, the Bourne uh, franchise. But when it comes to Tom Cruise, we just want to see him do his own stunts and, and go, that dude's got balls. <laughs> and he's 60. <laughs> It's like, yes. uh, he's, he's uh, approaching I, I, 60. Yes. <laughs> I feel a little less manly now. I'm just saying, but, um, July 21st, Kevin, we've got a couple of big films that people are talking about. Barbie. I got to ask, are you intrigued? I am so intrigued for this. <laughs> Come on. The cast in this, you know, uh, Margot Robbie is Barbie and, uh, Ryan, um, uh, handsome uh, Ryan Gosling Gosling as Ken come on who does not want to see that <laughs> well 
Well, and, and on the opposite end of the scale, coming out July 21st, the newest Christopher Nolan film with a absolutely phenomenal cast. We'll see where this goes. But Oppenheimer comes out July 21st as well. With Nolan, it's hit or miss. We're going to see what we got. But j- closing out July, we have the Marvels picking up from where Miss Marvel, the Disney Plus series, ended. Um, Brie Larson is back as Carol Danvers. We've got um, all three of our, Mar- our our female Captain Marvel v- versions in this film. We've got Miss Marvel, and of course, we have um, I can I'm, I can never I'm blanking on her name. Uh, Monica Rambeau from yes. WandaVision yes. and a few few other things in this film. T- kind of picking up where Miss Marvel left off, which is going to roll us into August, Kevin. And it's time for really big sharks because Meg to the trench is coming. I remember the original book. I got it on audio and I enjoyed it. I saw the movie with Jason Statham, the first one. It was fun. I'll see this. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I can assume where they're going to go with this. If you, if you've read or listened to the original book, when it comes to the trench, um, August 4th, also a movie I think both you and I have talked about off mic that we're very intrigued by and, and get, looking forward to. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, Seth Rogen's interpretation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I am really excited for this. I'm hoping that Rogen uh, really does a good interpretation of this. I'm very curious. I had heard that... Uh, for the voices of the actual Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they've actually hired teenage actors to do the voice. So it sounds very authentic whenever they're voicing their characters. So I'm very curious about that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting time. Also in August, we have a video game movie, Gran Turismo, based off the PlayStation driving game, starring David Harbour and Orlando Bloom. So a couple of big names, fairly big names in this. So I'm kind of curious to see what's going out there. Uh, yeah, another version of Disney's Haunted Mansion comes out on August 11th, Kevin. But this one caught my attention because there's some interesting names in this one. We have Jamie Lee Curtis, Owen Wilson, Jared Leto, Winona Ryder, Danny DeVito, and Rosario Dawson all in this film. So Disney's I'm intrigued by that cast alone. As long as it's slightly better than the Eddie Murphy one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's going to take much. But um, And wrapping up in August for us, Another DC film, but one that might have actually have a future in the DC Universe franchise, and that is Blue Beetle. With, of course, uh, the young actor who plays Miguel in Cobra Kai is the lead. Zolo, yes. And, yeah. Zolo, and Susan Sarandon is in this film as well. Gotcha. So, gonna be interested in that. But September, Kevin, here's where I got, get excited because The Equalizer 3 comes out, and it's been something, if you are a fan of Denzel Washington, you have been hoping for this since Man on Fire came out. Denzel Washington is once again finally reteaming with Dakota Fanning in the Equalizer 3. I'm really excited for that because I'm curious to see what character that she plays in this. And I'm a huge fan of the Equalizer uh, franchise here with Denzel Washington. And I love the fact that he always teams up with Antoine Fuqua, the director of these films. And it is an excellent, excellent series. I'm excited for it. And in September 22nd, Sylvester Stallone is back with his Team of Expendables. Expendables 4. It's no idea what's going to happen in this, but the Expendables <laughs> are back. We'll see. October. We got a couple of things to highlight. We have a Sony Spider-Man universe film, Craven the Hunter. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, of course, from um, Kick-Ass fame, Bullet Train. Is this, is this live action? or this is, this is live action. Live action, um, okay. 
Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson from Bullet Train fame and um Kick Ass. Kick Ass plays Craven the Hunter. Russell Crowe is also in this film, Kevin. Wow. So a little interesting there. And then of course, it's October, which means we get a Saw movie. It's Saw 10. Tobin Bell is back. <laughs> November Saw is back. November, probably one of the biggest movies of the year and most anticipated. I know Adam O'Brien is getting his spice on just as we mentioned this Dune part two, Kevin. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I got quite a quick question for you on this. If yeah. you have a local theater who does a Dune part one, Dune part two marathon, would you do that? Oh, totally. I would because Dune's one of those films you want to see on the big screen. And I really did enjoy the big screen uh, um, experience with it. And I think it would be nice to kind of like revisit those and then see one, see the new one right after. I would totally do that. Yeah, I think I would too. So I'm a marathon man when it comes to this. Come on, you know me. Oh, yeah, exactly. But we're both a little longer in the tooth now since the last time we probably done this a marathon. This is true. Like that. <laughs> there, might be, there, might, there might be some unscheduled naps. <laughs> a movie I had to put on the list because I'm a fan of the original and it's been a very long time. But on Netflix, finally the sequel to Chicken Run. It's Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you? I gotta that, ask. Were you a that fan was, of that? Was Cla- that was Claymation, right? I remember that. Yeah, that right? was the same people who did Wallace and Gromit. That's and Mel right. Yeah, boys. yeah. Those, boys that did. was cute. That was a cute yeah. film. A movie. I, Kevin. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have no idea if it's going to be good or not, and I have my reservations that we're even revisiting this. It's a prequel film, The Hunger Games: The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah, this is how they set up the districts and uh, get more into the Hunger Games. I'm, I'm actually, I'm interested in this. I, I'm excited and because uh, I do like the Hunger Games series, and so I'm kind of curious to see how things get started. Yes, I, I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, op- I've got my fingers crossed on it. And of course, it's holiday time, which means we got to have a Disney movie. Wish comes out. Alan Tudyk voicing the meat, mink, one of the main characters of this film. Disney holidays. Alan Tudyk. I got to check it out. Yes. So that rolls us into December. Kevin, a very interesting film. I'm intrigued. It's a musical I found out. Um, Timothy Chalamet joins the tradition with started by Gene Wilder. And of course, then Johnny Depp, he is playing Wonka. A younger version, correct? Correct. A younger version of Wonka. Okay. Yeah. Olivia Coleman's in that. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a busy end of the year. He's going to be hyping a couple big movies. Hey, Rowan Atkinson is in it. Nice. <laughs> now, supposedly, and I know it starts filming in March, so I have a sneaking suspicion this movie is going to get moved from this date. Um, the untitled Ghostbusters sequel, right now it's technically called Ghostbusters Firehouse is the filming name of this. I was a big fan of Afterlife. I thought it was, a, I paid great tribute to the original Ghostbusters movies. Um, uh, so I'm very curious with this. I like the cast, see what they do. But Kevin, we wrap up December. Um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Christmas Day. As I said to you last night off mic, the biggest lame duck film maybe in the history of films. Well, you might want to explain what you mean by that. We already know James Gunn is resetting the DC universe. We know that he has other plans possibly for Jason Momoa. But the thing is, this movie has been filmed and done for a long time. It's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. But we know there's nothing that's going to come out of this. We we know there's no time. It really is the last vestige of, I guess we would say the Snyderverse, Kevin. 
Yeah. 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 So I, I think it's smart that they're actually releasing it on Christmas day because there's nothing else to do. And, <laughs> but Jason Momoa is fantastic as Aquaman. And I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with this film. Now that, you know, we know that it uh, looks like there's not a good chance he's coming back to reprise the role for any reason. Uh, which is kind of sad, but uh, you know, I, I hope that it, uh, it it makes an impact. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I because I, I and I think people will go see it for Momoa. People people love Momoa. Uh, Dave Luzano brings up that uh, he has heard the Flash is great. There's been a lot of positive buzz buzz on test screenings. We'll see. I feel like that's kind of like the car wreck movie we can't turn away from. We'll see yeah. how that plays out. But Kevin, there are there are a few films two that are scheduled to come out in 2023 but does don't have a release date there's one you brought up i'm going to save that we'll get to that here in a minute we'll talk about that but um we have american metal a new john travolta movie we have a quiet place three which is supposed to be a prequel to the first film uh the long-awaited beverly new beverly hills cop film which i believe is going to netflix axel foley the chris hemsworth movie extraction two um that we know that's coming um then i believe this is a let me bear with me here. I want to double check. Yes, the new Martin Scorsese film based off of a actual event, Killers of the Flower Moon, which deals with some murders on an Indian reservation. Um, we have Idris Elba returning to the Luther role with Luther the Fallen Son on Netflix. The Rock and Ryan Reynolds team up once again for a holiday film called Red One for Netflix. We have a remake of Salem's Lot and Adam. Wait, hold on, hold on. The red one I showing on IMDb is Chris Evans and Dwayne Johnson. Oh, you're you're right, Chris Evans. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this is a different film, I think. Uh, yeah. This yeah, is then, this is a hall. I believe this is a holiday film. I'm thinking of the yeah, Lucy Liu is in also J.K. Simmons. So yeah, yeah. And then, like I said, we have a remake of Salem's Lot coming, and then Adam Sandler has another film for Netflix. Spaceman Sandler's made a nice career on these Netflix films. Yeah, yeah, um, I think he's got a contract with them as well. But yeah. yeah, but speaking of Netflix films, Kevin, there's one in particular I know you've been waiting for. Um, you were a big fan of this one that came out. I know it's kind of got some mixed reviews with people, but you guys even covered this on Blood of Kings because of the nature of the the storyline, and that is the Old Guard Two is due out on Netflix at some point this year. Yeah, I do. you had shared or tagged something on social media with me. Was there a date attached to that release, or did it no just say coming out this year? Right? Yeah, correct. Okay. So for those of you that didn't see the original one, it, it Charlize Theron um, and her friends are basically immortals, and she find out that she's like over six thousand years old, I think. And um, being a fan of immortals and the world of immortals through Highlander, because uh, me and my co-host Lee on uh, bloody Kings, our Highlander podcast, we color, we cover the Highlander franchise. And so we, we obviously are interested in the world of immortals and the old guard did a fantastic job of addressing what, if there were immortals here on earth during this time and high technology and trying to stay off the grid and all that kind of stuff. And, and Charlie's throne and the cast was great in that. And I'm really excited to see what happens in the second one because of what happened at the end of the first one, there was some threads that they left loose out there. So I'm glad that we're getting a sequel. David Lozano also brings up rebel moon, a Zack Snyder film that he's working on on Netflix. I didn't put it on the list because I don't have any confirmation that it is going to be 2023. Yet. And so from what I've heard, it's so effects laden. There's a chance it might not hit till 2024. I'm hoping it comes out 
this year. Color me well. intrigued, though. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. The, the stills I've seen I look really interesting. So, but yeah, thank you, David, for reminding me of that because I am definitely intrigued by that. But Kevin, too, we covered the movies, but we got some TV to talk about too here as well. So we're going to talk about some shows that we know how we have premiere dates for, and then we're going to talk about some of these stuff that we don't have an official release date yet, but. Kicking things off, looking back here, something that came out January 3rd, Kevin, and you actually watched the premiere of this, was Will Trent. Yeah, it's uh, filmed and takes place in Atlanta. And so when I watched the first episode, I thought that was fascinating because I recognized a lot of the filming locations. And yeah, it's a, um, it was a really good uh, series. And I, it's weekly now, of course. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive back into it because I really liked it. It's a good detective story. A guy very, uh, not like the mentalist, but a guy who really can... Um, break apart a crime scene and find clues. And uh, he has his own issues and not a lot of people like him for a particular reason. And I highly recommend it. Um, we also have the return of on January 4th, we had the return of the bad batch season two coming from uh, Disney plus. And of course just past Sunday. And we're going to talk about this in, once we get done here, because I got some thoughts on this, but the last of us premiere, Kevin, um, mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal premiere. I'll talk a little bit more about that before we close out. Something you and I are both mentioned we're looking forward to actually tonight. Um, the reboot of Night Court hits. We're both at least intrigued by this. Melissa Roush playing Harry Anderson's daughter in this show, and of course, John Larroquette returning to the show as well. So, I yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, you and I love the original Night Court series, and so I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. Another series that grabbed my attention uh, TNT The Lazarus Project. TNT makes some interesting shows. Uh, they're, they've been kind of hit or miss, but this one I like the concept of the fact that it's about a uh, group that prevents um, earth-ending disasters, but they have the ability to move time back 24 hours, and they recruit people who can sense that time movement back. And nice. in this in this case, it looks very intriguing. But here's one I'm also very excited for because Sarah Michelle Gellar returns to television finally, Kevin, with the Wolf Pack on Paramount Plus. Yeah, baby. So. Looking forward to that. I added this one because I was in shock when I saw the ad for it. The Sci-Fi Channel is actually doing a sci-fi show, Kevin. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's like uh, seeing an that's like seeing a music video in MTV. <laughs> yeah, uh, a show called The Ark premiering February one might be worth a check out. It's hard to say at this point with the Sci-Fi Channel. And then of course, Kevin, February sixteenth, the third and final season of Star Trek Picard hits Paramount Plus. I think this one is going to be what the next generation fans have been waiting for for Picard to be yeah they're gonna have a reunion of a lot of the original cast of tng and we'll be covering it here on the fandom podcast network on our union federation podcast the next day february 17th season two and which is also the final season of the orlando bloom show carnival row hits i enjoyed the first season of this but it's been a long time we'll see what happens there one of the more intriguing season premieres kevin magnum pi returns to nbc on the 19th of february not cbs as CBS canceled this and NBC saved it. So one of the more interesting things that has happened in TV for this year. And then, of course, March 1st, the we got the trailer last night during the Monday Night Football game. Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be upon us. The return oh, of Mandalorian. So, so excited, man. Oh, Star Wars fans were like, yes! But that is not the only intriguing thing that comes out March 1st. CBS has a show that they've been hyping a lot in the last few last week or so. They're doing a true lies television series, Kevin. I, I'm not sure. 
I the trailer looked cute, and uh, it stars Ginger Gonzaga, who for fans of She Hulk was the um, uh, friend of uh, She Hulk in the series, and uh, was her legal aide, uh, her fun sidekick there, and she is the co-star of this, and uh, uh, Steve Howie plays Harry. Uh, the character that Arnold Schwarzenegger did. And uh, it looks kind of cute. I- I'm going to check it out. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'll give it a check out. I'm curious about it. On Hulu, the season premiere, series <laughs> premiere of History of the World Part 2, Kevin. How are you feeling about this? It's Mel Brooks. I'm not, uh, can, we, can we go there? <laughs> I love that the trailer had the introduction by Mel Brooks himself, who's in his 90s, by the way. And I'm really excited to see uh, the part two finally. And but I'm more curious to see what they cover. The original one, History of the World Part One, is so funny, uh, and I'm very curious what they're going to do and if they're going to get away with anything. <laughs> a show I found intriguing, and I know a lot of people kind of got a little bit of a cult following with Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Season two hits March 16th. I had to add this, Kevin, because I just kept having flashbacks to our Grease Two Cast Potato Theater, and I can just see all the ladies getting together to watch this on Paramount plus series premiere Greece rise of the pink ladies. The show's actually getting a lot of positive hype out there too. Yeah, there. we, uh, we, I, I hosted a podcast for culture. I'm sorry for uh, couch potato theater for Greece too. Cause last year it celebrated its 40th anniversary came out in 1982 panned by critics failed at the box office, but has uh, amassed a huge cult uh, following and of course that one of the followers of course is my wife, Aaron and our good friend of the show, Jen. Uh, and we had them on talking about this and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, this gets into the, the pink ladies, uh, girl, uh, gang, I guess. And it looks like it's a musical, which it should be. So I'm curious. I'm going to be watching this as well. Yes. I'm intrigued. And then of course, later in April, fear the walking dead returns. We don't have any more of the main show, the walking dead. So it's, down to these spinoffs to carry on the legacy. But we have a bunch of really intriguing shows with no official release date. A show I am incredibly excited about is Secret Invasion on Disney+. Plus. I cannot wait for this show. I love this cast. I think of all of the Marvel TV series that are coming out, this, and maybe even movies, this is yeah. what I'm most excited for right now. Yeah, I, I am incredibly excited for this. Samuel Jackson, um, Amelia Clark, Olivia Coleman, um, a ton of familiar faces and it's going to set up a lot of interesting things to happen. And especially in that kind of captain America, new world order kind of side of Marvel. So that's going to be very interesting. Star Trek, strange new worlds. We don't have a release date, Kevin, but we know we all want our more captain Pike. So yes, um, looking forward to season one was phenomenal. Got back to episodic television stories. Also will be covered here on the fandom podcast network union federation podcast. Something I'm intrigued by, I'm not excited, quite as excited as season one was, but Star Wars Vision season two, more of an international look at different Star Wars tales animated. I'm excited for that. The Walking Dead, the first of the new spinoffs since The Walking Dead ended Dead City, which tells the continuing story of Negan and the Mag- and Maggie from The Walking Dead. The Witcher season three, the final season for Henry Cavill as The Witcher, Kevin. Um we see the return of on Amazon of Good Omens with David Tennant in that. He's got a big year because there's a lot of Doctor Who stuff with him coming. Not sure if we're going to see this in 2023, if it's going to end up getting pushed back to 2024, but the other Marvel, one of the other Marvel shows, Echo, um, big ties with Daredevil in that one. Loki Season 2. Now, Kevin, you and I have 
different feelings, I think, than most. A lot of people absolutely loved Loki. We were kind of like up and down, up and down on it, but it's. I, I was a little, I was a little underwhelmed by it. So yeah. yeah. Um, for you nostalgia Marvel buffs, X-Men 97, the continuation of the classic Fox Saturday morning cartoon animated series on Disney Plus. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever fans, Ironheart series, which I'm actually very intrigued by the premise of what they're talking about doing this. So I'm very I'm very curious to see what happens there. And then these last two that I'm going to bring up, Kevin, are two things I think we you and I are both very, very excited for. First, I'm assuming sometime this summer we will. It, it, after Mandalorian, Star Wars Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson, the show a lot of people have been waiting on for a very long time. Yeah, a live action Ahsoka series. We've uh, gotten a little tease in uh, Mandalorian, of course. Uh, really, really excited for this. But I'm more not just excited about her character, but I'm I'm curious where they're going to go with this and the whole Thrawn tease that we got from Man- from uh, the Mandalorian. So I'm excited. Yeah, live action Thrawn. It looks like it's going to be something that happens. And for you Rebel fans, there's going to be a lot of ties into Star Wars Rebels for this as well. So looking forward to that. But Kevin, I got to be honest with you. This is the show I might be the most excited for outside of Secret Invasion. Reacher Season 2. Reacher Season 2. I'm excited as well. My dad loved that series. It got my dad into the first season. And it was a very good interpretation of uh, uh, the books, apparently. And I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait for the next season. Yeah. Uh, a couple things I want to throw out that I didn't have on the list that I've, I realized as we were going through. The final season of The Flash on CW, marking the end of the of an era, or the end of the Arrowverse, will be this year, I believe, starting in February. And yes, Stephen Amell will make an appearance as Green Arrow on that show. So that'll be interesting. And speaking of Stephen Amell, a show that I'm a personally a big fan of on the Stars Network, was a wrestling professional wrestling show he did heels it was actually a very good drama mm. and a lot of interesting things season two is due out at some point this year it's filmed and in the camera just waiting for a release date so that's kind of what's coming out in 2023 kevin it's an interesting mix of things to say yeah, i'm excited this i just i want to get back to the theater on a regular basis and it looks like we're going to be able to do that yeah um Let's hit a little bit, though, before we close out. I want to just hit just a tad bit of buy it, buy it, buy it, stream it, stream it, stream it or unsee it. See it. Because we can't talk about all these movies and say we haven't seen a few things, Kevin. <laughs> I've got something here. It was actually a, a film that came out towards the end of last year, but is now making the digital rounds and that is devotion year of jonathan year of jonathan majors that is 2023 actually kicked off early late in 2022 this movie with him and glenn powell tells the true story of a african-american aviator during the korean war and i really enjoyed this film it's a great um buddy story it's great story that the action in it is actually very well done but it's not as prominent as you think it would be great towards the end there's some great dog fights and some great aerial battles but it really is a story of these two men who in real life became incredibly close friends and even though both are no longer with us their families are still incredibly close and it's a very warm and heart-touching story as well i'm gonna catch this one uh whether it's where did you find it streaming by the way 
uh, iTunes. It's, but I know it's also, I believe it is also streaming on Paramount Plus. Okay, cool. Yeah, I want to see this, uh, the, especially because of where it takes place during the Korean War, which is has been called the Forgotten War. And uh, it, I, I'm fascinated by uh, the story itself that, that it's being based on something that's true. And I, 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 these actors are great. I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, this is the year. 2023 might be the year of Jonathan Majors. He's going to be a yeah. Yeah, so guy. devotion. Uh, what what is it? Is that a buy it, a stream it, or unsee it for you? I'm gonna call it a stream it, a very good stream it. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily something because it it does have some slow points into it, but I would. It's definitely something you need to see because I think okay. it's it's very well done. But Kevin, you seen something that we just talked about on our list? Yes. So I was, <laughs> I was like Kyle. I need to get back to the theater. I want to see an action film. I'm I, I'm missing action films and going to see them in the theater. And so we're, we're going to get a little bit more of that this year. And I'm excited about it. I wanted to go see Plane uh, that just came out in the theaters. I went to go see it. And uh, Plane stars uh, Gerard Butler and Mike Coulter, of course, from Luke Cage. And uh, it, it was – I went in with low expectations, but it actually was a – fun action adventure film. Um, Gerard Butler plays uh, a commercial airliner and uh, he's working in and out of the Indonesian area and he's on one of the smaller planes and his plane uh, of a small group of passengers crashes. But one of the passengers is Mike Coulter who is uh, in handcuffs and being extradited. And uh, you learn more about his character, but unfortunately they crash in an area that is infested by rebels and very bad people that don't work with any governments and governments do not want to mess with. And uh, they have lots of guns. And what I liked about this movie, to be honest with you, is Gerard Butler. He was really good because he's not the special forces guy. He's just a pilot. Yeah, I have I have a theory. I have a name for Gerard Butler, Kevin. I want to see if you agree with me. Gerard Butler is the actor who stars in movies that are better than they should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like Hunter Killer, the submarine mm -hmm. movie. If you yeah. haven't seen Hunter Killer, oh my god, it is so good. I think it went straight to video, and the cast is amazing. Hunter Killer, check it out. Came out a couple of years ago. Wonderful film. He's in it. He's great in it. Um, but Plane was good because Mike Coulter, of course, you, it's predictable. I'll give you that. It's but it's fun, and you find out that he has some military background, and and uh, you know, but why it's called Plane? Just to kind of spoil a little bit, is that it's the plane is the is kind of a character in this film, especially when they have to finally escape, and uh, I. I found that interesting and what, what was also fun about it too is in these type of movies there's always like the command center people that are in the united states trying to find the group and then when they do find the group they send help and there's communication between them gotta say it was fun it gave me what i needed um i'm not saying it's a must see to go in the theater but if you want to go see an action movie in, on the big screen check it out but it's definitely a stream it very good and lastly kevin we're going to be talking about this throughout culture clash as, as the series runs. Cause we have, I have had several people who have told me they want to talk about the show with us, but the last of us premiered. And this is yes. probably the first big prestige TV show of this year. I have been hyped for this for a very long time. I am a huge fan of the game. 
Uh, Kevin, I know you haven't played the game, so you and I are going to come at it from a couple different perspectives here. But um, from my from my perspective, this show was phenomenal. The first episode played such tribute to the game, pulled scenes right from the game, and were absolutely stupid, but also gave it its own thing and built this initial world. And one of the things I love about the game and I love about this is yet it's not just another zombie story. First of all, it's one of the most, I think, intriguing ideas to create zombies ever using this fungus that is actually a part of our real world. And there is a scene in the opening of the episode that isn't part of the game where they kind of address that situation. And it's really kind of heart stopping. It really stops and makes you think, but I don't want to get too spoilerific because I know there's a lot of you out there who haven't seen it, but this, this is a buy it. This is without a doubt. And like I said, we'll get into more of it as it goes along, but I was so impressed with this show, Kevin, and I'm, I am all in. I can't wait for next week. I'm with you. I, like I, like you had mentioned, I had not played the game. I was aware of it. I, kind of got the gist of what it was about. I want to give a shout out to our friend, Matthew Clifton, who was posting these testimonials as he was playing it. And I was seeing how emotionally invested he was in it. And also some of my friends that were playing it and that, you know, it's one of those games where they do a great job of getting you getting to know the characters and when bad things happen to them, I guess you really start to feel that it's just not a regular, you know, you know, shoot them up or third person type adventure, find clue things that there's an actual like story that you get invested in. And uh, I remember seeing those from, from Matthew and several other people. And I can see that watching this first episode of the last of us, they're paying a wonderful tribute to the game, but I think they're going to be adding a lot to it. That's not from the game or that maybe they can't expand on the game or they just didn't that I think is really going to make this show a, 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 um, a water cooler type show or a musty TV type of situation. Definitely a stream inside or, you know, buy it, I guess, go see it, go watch it make sure you watch it. <laughs> I, I, real quick, Kevin, you brought up the point about them expanding things out. They are working with the original writers of the game on this show. And that's one of the reasons why I'm saying true, true, but they are what you talk about this. I know there's an episode that is going to be expanding on some of the secondary characters that were in the game that they really mm. didn't have within the realm of the game. From what I'm hearing from people who have seen screeners, episode three is a huge game changer. So, you know, for those of you who are watching this and it's like, oh, it's another zombie show or just not, give it till episode three. That's all I'm, I'm going to say. I've heard too many people say episode three is going to blow your minds. And when we're talking about HBO premiere television. I'm going to temper my expectations because when I hear people say that in the past about an upcoming episode and then I get disappointed by it, I'm going to temper my expectations, but I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> I, I have a tendency to trust that more when it's coming from an HBO premiere series. Usually if you say this is a mind blowing episode, usually that's going to be the case. With HBO. <laughs> HBO has a pretty good track record. It's a beautiful show too. And the music is haunting. And thus far the uh, uh, performances are fantastic. Yeah. I, it kind, I it kind of, for those of you that don't know anything about the game, like myself, it kind of has definitely, it has a walking dead zombie feel, but also a kind of, um, uh, Oh shoot. What's the, um, the, the men movie. Z? No. Um, Oh shoot! Um, the the one with the the movie <laughs> having a total brain fart right now, the the movie with Clive Owens uh, escorting the pregnant girl. Oh, where children no of men. Children of men. Thank you, thank you. It has a children of men feel to it, 
And uh, I, that's, I thought that was great. And of course, Pedro Pascal is used to escorting younger people around and protecting them. <laughs> oh, but, 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 but in this case, there's an actual person there, not, not a CGI. That must've been a different, different experience for him. Hey, 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 baby Yoda's real dude. Not a lot of CG on that. <laughs> anyway, that is the look ahead to 2023. Kevin and I are going to be, of course, here. Uh, you're six. You're six of the fandom podcast now. Is that right? Am I feeling really old now? Is that right? Yeah, we started that, what, 20, uh, early 2016, right? Yeah. So, so you're, you're, you're six or, yeah, you're, you're seven, I guess. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I promise, I, I can promise you a few things. Before this year is out, Kevin will be suited up and he will be wearing a fedora. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying those, those are promises. Really excited. It's going to be a fun year, not only for Culture Clash, but the Fandom Podcast Network, because we continue to, as always, strive to evolve, improve, and bring you great podcasts to feed your ears. I want to thank everybody for listening and watching here live on our YouTube channel and those of you who will be listening to the podcast version of this. Kevin, big thanks to Sarah and Richard for joining us. Yes, thank you guys so much for coming on. And please go check out Rebel Spy Reject on the Skywalking Network uh, YouTube channel. It is a lot of fun. If you're a Star Wars fan and you have been to Star Tours, you will love this film. It's a blast. And again, thank you so much to Richard for letting me be a small part of it. His, his creation. I, I'm very honored to be so, but for the rest of you out there, 2023 is here. Let's make it a great year in fandom. Let's have some fun. We've got Marvel. We've got Star Wars projects. We've got a lot of other things across the board to check out. I'm excited. We'll be trying to cover as much of it as we can here at the fandom podcast network. So until next time, as always, thank you for listening. And as always, we, as we like to tell you out there, Respect each other, but most importantly, enjoy your fandom. <laughs>